everyone. Uh, welcome to episode number 74 of the Loose Slugs Racing Podcast. Uh, Mark, when I think of the 74, first person I think of is Terry Baldry at the no, Wisconsin International Raceway. No kidding. You know, <laughs> no kidding about 74 around here. But, hey, do you know he was good at other tracks, too? Not only Kakana, but, you know, he, he ran good at other places, too. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Uh, also, uh, Steve Blair ran the 74. Ryan Moore, who is down south in a uh, super late. Uh, hey, how about Jammy, uh, Jammin' Jimmy Wilson, excuse me, there, at uh, also at WIR. LD Austin, Mike Harmon Racing, who was in the Xfinity Series. Bobby Wawak, uh, Bill Sheary, and Tony Raines, also in the 74. Who do you got? Bobby Wawak. Man, there's a, that's, he was from Illinois, man. I grew up with him with a 74. Yeah, he used to race up here at Kakana. Hey, what about Wayne Pacelt? You know, for the quarter mile, he's got yep. the 74 going. And, and our, all our heroes on the dirt. How about Mitch McGrath? Remember when we seen him in Plymouth? He was he was the star of the show, all for the all the bad reasons. But uh, um, yeah, we've seen Mitch uh, really uh, hammered down uh, on the dirt. So yeah, that's my seventy fours today, man. Yeah, speaking of uh, Wayne Pacell, uh looking forward to uh, seeing him again out there in the quarter mile late model. Met up with him a few weeks ago when we did that Chase Motorsports interview. Very good, yeah, yeah. So they get around on that quarter mile with them, uh, with them late models. Uh, I like that series. That's uh, good stuff. Absolutely, yep, for sure, and it keeps growing. So yep, keep growing. Well, there was some uh, news announced today in the NASCAR world uh, for penalty sake. So we'll. Uh, you told me before we hopped on you haven't heard this, so this will be surprising to you. Uh, Colleague Racing had their appeal heard today by the appellate court for nascar uh they have a different outcome than hendrick motorsports basically the appellate court kept the penalty but reduced the points loss from 100 to 75 everything else stands what was different about their penalty than uh, hendrick penalty Hendrick got back uh, all their points and playoff points, remember? It was just the fine and the crew chief suspension. So Colleg got the crew chief suspension, uh, 75 points instead of 100. Uh, the playoff points as well they lost. So they uh, they significantly different from Hendrick Motorsports. But what was the difference? It was still the Louvers, wasn't it? It was, it was also the Louvers. I don't know the difference. That was not available at the time. Uh, so I know Chris Rice was supposed to – he might be on NASCAR, Sirius XM Radio right now, but uh, clearly something was different. Or the uh, the appellate court had three different members on it and they saw it differently. So uh, interesting for sure. Well, maybe he should appeal the appeal. <laughs> I don't. Can they do that? Because NASCAR can't appeal. And, and just just putting it out there, this is not NASCAR. This has nothing to do with NASCAR other than NASCAR handing down the penalty. They were mad that Hendrick Motorsports got the penalty reduced. So this is not NASCAR coming down soft on Hendrick or hard on Colleague. This is an appell, a separate appellate court that it goes through. And NASCAR was mad about the Hendrick Motorsports uh, reduction. Uh, I wonder how they feel about this one, but obviously Colleg, uh, something was different there in, in some sort of fashion because they didn't get much of a break. A regular fan would say favoritism, favoritism towards Hendrick, but uh, maybe there was something else that wasn't uh, brought out there. So, oh, bummer, man. I, I remember he was at negative 40 points. I think, I think they're above water. I think I did see the point standings. I glanced at and he had something like two two points or something. So I think they're, they're floating now. <laughs> well, if he has two, then now he has 27. So, um, <laughs> he's, he's gonna, he's pretty much in uh win mode already. It's that's all he can do in that team, man. I'm going to go and look at the standings right now, actually. And, uh, this is prior to the penalty. He had one point. So one point. Yeah, he's, oh, at, yeah. he's at 26 now, apparently, unless that's after the penalty. Oh. Uh, who knows? But yeah, he's uh, he's in trouble point wise still. Yeah. So, 
And the penalties go on. Doesn't Denny Hamlin's coming too here pretty shortly? Tomorrow. Denny's will be heard tomorrow. So uh, he was on his podcast saying he's pretty – he has a pretty good case for it, so he's looking forward to uh, to getting after it tomorrow. like to be a fly on the wall for that one. That would be uh, interesting uh, stuff that would be talked about there. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it's the same ones that uh, ruled today or if it was last week's or who's ruling or whatever. Hey, all we ask for is consistency, so – Right. There's more news, actually. So remember, you kept saying that you were hearing things about the Chicago race. Well, uh, obviously, it's election season, and Chicago mayor-elect Brandon Johnson, who takes office in May, has said contracts would be reviewed. NASCAR contract with Chicago Parks Department requires a 180-day termination notice from city. So there's unlikely any impact of this year's street race unless they want a legal battle uh, to be determined on future years. Pete Bastoni, who is uh, there in Chicago, he's on SiriusXM. He's involved in NASCAR for a long, long time. Uh, writer for, for them to uh, involved in other sports as well. He says, uh, those who have asked if Chicago's new mayor-elect Brandon Johnson would impact the Chicago street race, the answer is no, not this year. There is a 180-day opt-out in the contract, so if broken, would create large legal bad battle. Johnson, however, stated that contract will be reviewed. So he said the same thing that Bob Pockress said, just in a different way. So it sounds like the Chicago street race is a go for this year, uh, and we'll see what the, the future holds. All right, trial and error. We'll see. And if it uh inconvenience their their big town down there well then bring it all back up here we're on this side of the border we'll support it up here so but uh eh, trial and error you never know i'm yep. keeping it trying to keep an open mind about it i just can't understand having big race cars on street course but we haven't seen the product yet so i guess i can't make a comment yep i'm i'm in the same boat uh, as you are uh the other news that came out today uh adam stern and bob pockris had this that i saw uh, NASCAR teams were planning to collectively not show up to today's team owner council meeting with NASCAR for sources, a symbolic boycott because they feel the new revenue talks are not progressing. That's what Adam Stern said. Then Bob, uh, Bob Pockress also confirmed the teams did boycott the team owner's council meeting scheduled for today. The meeting wasn't necessarily to discuss the revenue distribution model, but typically is about initiatives in the sport. Boycott was a message about needing to make progress on revenue distribution talks. All right. So I saw something like that. And while you were working hard today, Lauren, I had a little bit of time to go on the computer and kind of kind of look around and see what was this was all about. I dug up some stuff on here. You know, you know, the owners uh, of each franchise, you know, there's 36 of them. They get 7% of the television revenue. Okay. And what they are looking forward to is that that kind of equivalates to eight to ten million dollars that's what they're getting from the tv revenue um this con tv contract was brought up in 2015 and it runs out at the end of 2024 nbc and fox make 8.2 billion dollars not million billion dollars 8.2 billion dollars is what they're going to make what the uh owners want is a piece of pie where they get 16 to 18 million dollars per team per year and so that pretty much doubles their revenue they said that the negotiations uh <laughs> like you said they didn't show up they, they classified it as real frosty frosty relations um yeah i mentioned this to you about uh maybe a month ago or something that you know these guys that are representing us like Jeff Gordon and Keselowski, you know, and I'm sure Jimmy Johnson will be involved with being a car owner. And they're all going to line up and go against NASCAR and try to see if they can get some, uh, um, get some more money out of there. There's one thing that people are going to have to realize too, that Amazon is going to be a player on this new contract coming out 2025. Um, I, People better get used to streaming, man. I think that's, I mean, the ball is rolling towards streaming so much that I think that's where everything is going to go. 
I think that's the new generation where you want to see something, you're going to have to stream it. So, yeah, they said Amazon's got their hat in there, and they want they would like to get a piece of that contract in 25. Yeah, you know, Amazon, Apple TV+, Plus, uh, these other streaming um, companies and platforms are definitely going to get involved there. That 93 to uh, 7 isn't a true 93 to 7. They came up with those numbers uh, last year, midway through, I believe, and it was skewed a little bit. The 93 to 7 was true in one way, but it wasn't in another way. So it wasn't true like NASCAR is not getting 93 to 7. It's something um, – it's still not great, but it's not a true 93 to 7. I think we talked about that in the past. Uh, but either way, the NASCAR um, teams want more of the pie there, like you mentioned. So um, this was kind of the first time in a while we've heard about these talks, and it's not sounding great. It's almost, you know, when I think about this, it sounds like, you know, the NFL versus the NFL Players Association agreements, the MLB versus the Players Association, NHL, same way. And those have led to strikes at times, um, unfortunately. And, and uh, this has me a little nervous. Now you said we have until 2024. So there's a lot more time uh, involved yet. So hopefully they can come to an agreement, but clearly uh, this was a show to NASCAR saying that they're not happy with how things are going. Yeah. When I saw that out there today and go, Hey, I'm going to go jump around and just Google it and then see what they're talking about. And uh, Hey, it's early. It's, you know, it's, it's good that they're not waiting to the end. You know, they've got all year to get through this, but uh, you know, this new TV contract coming up and what they're going to do with all of that. It's uh it's wide open, you know, I'm, who knows where the sport's going to go from after that, but at least they're talking early. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, those talks started last year already, so they are on it pretty early which helps even further so um hopefully they can work things out here pretty soon you know racetracks they they want a piece of pie also you know and you know and the networks are the ones that run the sport so um (laughs) you know they're the ones that set the times and pretty much uh how they run daily you know after nascar sets the yearly schedule but oh well you know that's the negotiations and the dirty part of it behind the scenes yep Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, that's it for, for the news that I saw today. There will be more coming out tomorrow with Denny Hamlin that we'll talk about next week. Um, so we can get into last weekend's racing. First up, the Truck Series at Texas. Uh, Chad Chastain had a really rough day there. He gets loose in turn two on lap one and backs it into the wall, and he does it again about 20 laps later. Unfortunately, that would end his day. <laughs> yes, it did. It's, so, yeah, he didn't even get off the turn two, and he already had it in the fence. So, yeah, bad day for him, man. Yep. Uh, then there was a huge gaggle of trucks, almost a few incidents. Ingram had a big tire rub, anxious moments right before the competition caution. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, you know, going back to the beginning, did you see that first uh, time through uh, – there was something going on with turn two. There was a lot of issues with sliding around. And uh, next time we get Ty Majeski on there, I'm going to say, how loose were you, buddy, when you were coming out of two? Because he was skating over there. There was something going on on on, on turn two, man. Uh, there was only two, like two and a half grooves, man. If you got outside that groove, you were, you were done. You were going into the fence. That's why a lot of people talk about Texas not being the best and providing the best racing is because turn two is always been an issue since that repave yeah that's for sure and then uh you know once they had the break you know and then ty uh they went under the hood and i was wondering if he was overheating they were bringing the water in you know a water hose and there was uh you know not live pit stops there you know they had three minutes to work on every i like that dude i like that a lot um you see some of these guys that really ain't too good in shape, but they're out there uh, putting tires on, and, you know, they're, they, it looks totally different, but uh, it makes for great racing, you know. As long as you don't lose a, lose a spot on there, I, I'm all for that. Good good stuff. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I like it as well. Uh, I don't know if I'd like to see it every week. There's an aspect to it that's, you know, competition-wise that's a little bit, but uh, I like it every now and, uh, now and then. 
And there was something else about this. Normally, normally once when they do their stages, it's like 45, 45, 77. You know, they stretch out the last one. But because of these pit guys not being there, you know, having um, non-live pit stops, this, the format this time was 77 laps for the first stage, and then it was 45-45. That was completely opposite of something that we've never seen before. And I think that might have something to do with the uh, non-live pits that day. Yeah, could, for sure. Um, you know, another big moment for Hulsevar and Ingram just after that. And then Sanchez goes on to win the stage over Rhodes, Eckes, Ty, Zane Smith, Thompson, Heim, Purdy, Friesen, and Enfinger. Sanchez, man, he was hooked up. Wow, that that kid can really, <laughs> he can really move, man. He's uh, he's turning heads. And you know, you wonder with that because uh, I thought Sanchez was the real deal, but um, you know, coming from Arca, unfortunately, Arca has what would you say ten cars that are competitive every week. So you wonder how talented some of these guys are in that lower series. But he's he's bringing it. He, he's looking good, man. Coming out of the box, he's relevant. He's been doing awesome for sure. Yep. Uh, Lawless Allen goes around out of turn two again. Awesome job by everyone missing him. Um, and then, wow, Ty gets into the wall as the caution was coming out too in, in turn four. Uh, we would see how bad it was, I guess, but it, it didn't seem to affect him too much. But he clobbered a wall, especially when they came back and from commercial and they had it on the turn four camera looking towards the start finish line. Like, Oh, did he hit the wall hard? But, uh, yeah, apparently he didn't, uh, but the wheels must've been straight, man. Didn't bend nothing. Yep. Uh, Josevar squeezes Carruth in the wall. There was no caution for that one. Sanchez would sweep the stages over Eckes Rhodes, Thompson, Zane, uh, Tanner Gray, Heim, Purdy, Taylor Gray, and Crafton. Yep. Pretty much the same guys that were in the first stage were in the second stage also. How about Thompson being in the top uh, top ten there for both stages? They were sure showing a lot of him, and he was impressed. He was running top five all day, and he was holding his own at that time. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Gray started struggling just after that. He gets up into the wall pretty good, too. Uh, and then Wood goes through the grass. Amazingly, it didn't tear it up, dude. That was awesome. You got to remember the other great brother a couple of laps later said, hold my beer, and he piled, he, he rubbed the wall also. Yeah, Jack Wood sprayed grass all over the place. So. And then, uh, yeah, they had to clean that up, man. That was a major mess. Didn't tear off the valence off the car either. Huge mess. Grass was everywhere. <laughs> it was. Uh, and then, unfortunately for Thompson, he spins out of four and gets pummeled twice, once by Matt Mills and once by Trey Hutchins. Thompson and Mills were in some discomfort after getting out of their truck. In fact, Thompson would go for further evaluation at the hospital. Yeah, that was a one-two punch, dude. You know, that's not good when you get hit while you're dead, dead in the water. On a, um, thank goodness that was on the passenger side, driver's door there, or something like that would have been a lot worse. So, but uh, yeah, he got out and he didn't go very far. He pretty much sat down, and them were two hard wallops right there, man. <laughs> Very tough, yeah. Glad it was uh, passenger side because that yep. would have been ugly. Yep, that's for sure. So, yeah, Texas, you're flying, man, you know, and it's just, you know, them trucks don't stop on a dime, especially if there's somebody sitting there like that, man. Ooh, scary stuff. Yep, and you know the smoke, they, they really uh, focused on the smoke in that one. It's just so hard to see, and there's not much uh, room to go anywhere on that front stretch there. Well, you try to rely on your spotter, but remember uh, last week when driver got uh, got all gnarly at his at his crew, you know. So because <laughs> yeah, I thought you told me to go high, and but if you can't see, I mean that's that's a product of that too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Taylor Gray would continue to uh, struggle. He goes around and collects Daniel Die. Rhodes was on pit road all of a sudden with a flat and some damage while this was going on. Surprisingly. Yes, he got a flat tire, so um, yeah, that put him back. He uh, he ended up getting a lucky dog later in the race. Yep. He went all down, yep. Uh, Howard gets loose and into Crafton. Crafton spins and collects Ingfinger, Tanner Gray, and Wright. That would bring us into overtime. You know, and I thought Crafton just plain lost it. You know, at first you looked at it, but no, no, Howard got it. Got him just, just, just a little piece of him, and it was just enough to make him loose to go around. Yeah, they stacked them up over there. So, 
And then, of course, we can't have one overtime. We got to have two or three. So Allen spins. So there would be another attempt at the overtime finish. And then after they take the white flag, Sanchez gets loose under Zane. Uh, Josevar barely gets into Sanchez, who spins up to the top and collects Zane and Ekis. Josevar would win his first race. <laughs> yeah, that was you. You can't you can't take Josevar out of saying he's not aggressive. There was a move that was hardly even a hole down the backstretch, and he stuck his nose right in there, and he had the momentum, and he followed through with that. That was a grinding crash over in turn one, man. You know, Sanchez just touched that grass, made a little bit loose, and, you know, Hostomar was on him. Once again, it was just a little contact Saturday night special, and, yeah, wow, that was the yeah, They wanted him up. Yeah, my guy was the 19th, so, you know, bad luck me. I just, just piled her in there. He finished the race, though. He limped that thing all the way around, and, even the even the, the safety truck was even following behind him, but he was limping along like five miles an hour, and he got to the start finish line. So uh, he finished, but yeah, that was a hard hit. Uh, luckily, everyone was okay there. You know, Sanchez and Zane were so close; maybe even made contact there, which made Sanchez uh, just nip the grass there, and then it was on. You know, and then Purdy gets a second, you know, well, if, you know, that's a KBM truck, so that's coming around. I, I expected that. The more it goes, I think Chase Purdy is going to be more relevant. Good finish for Ty with a fourth place with a damaged truck to get a fourth place out of that. And, uh, hey, how about Garcia? Hey, in the 35, pops a top five. They thought Haley Deegan had a top five, but I guess they looked at it when they threw the caution and they gave it to Jake Garcia. So, yep, good uh Good race, Texas. It was all right. Uh, the track was, I thought the track could have been a little bit better. Like one and two, you know, it was just like turned to, I know it's difficult because three and four, you just hammer down and just fly around them corners. But man, that turn two is just treacherous. If you get off just a little bit, man, just seemed like it just wants to pile you right into the wall. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that for years ever since the, the replay there. Uh, so, yep. Uh, Josevar, Purdy, Friesen, Ty, Garcia, Deegan, Heim, Vargas, Wood, and Rhodes, the top 10. Uh, you mentioned Purdy there, good finish. Garcia, Deegan with a sixth. Uh, Vargas comes home eighth. That's pretty good for him. He's been fighting and clawing his way into NASCAR, so cool to see him finish uh, inside the top 10 as well. Yeah, that's for sure. I said the 30, like there's a, there's a new one like that, so – and I said I made a comment to you saying, "Oh boy, I hope uh, I hope uh, the Texas uh, IndyCar race is just as loose on turn two. And uh, you and I enjoyed the de uh, the next day there at Texas. Turned out to be the best race of the weekend. If uh, uh, yeah, you're into IndyCar, man, they do amazing things with them fast race cars, man. It's crazy. IndyCar was awesome at Texas." Um... I know a lot of drivers are skeptical of it with the speeds they're carrying and all that. In fact, even uh, Graham Rahal says uh, that he escaped uh, Texas once again after that incident. So I know he it's on his mind, but uh, just incredible racing. Uh, I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. In fact, it ended under caution. And in some aspect, it's refreshing after you see NASCAR go over these overtimes, multiple overtimes that, you know what? They went the race uh, distance, and it's over. It's kind of refreshing. Do you think IndyCar would love to do a green-white checker? <laughs> you know, I, I think that's a smart move by IndyCar because what would happen, you know, getting up to speed and, you know, well, why don't you just stack them too wide, too? And my God, yeah. So, no. uh, yeah, good call by by them. But that that Texas race had drama. That Texas race had strategy. That it was just, you know, there was fuel fuel strategy that was with that race. It had everything. It was uh, very, very good. And I'm kind of getting used to the IndyCar guys because, you know, we're going to see them run at Indy here coming up pretty soon, you know, Memorial Day. Next thing you know, hey, they're practicing at Indy. So that was their first oval race, and it was a dynamite show. Race of the weekend, man. Yep, for sure. I, I am getting into IndyCar. Uh, more and more the older I get. I I uh, enjoy it. It's kind of refreshing racing. Yeah, especially the oval stuff. I'll pay attention to oval oval stuff. Hey, man, let's go to Iowa. I would like to see yes. them guys run at Iowa. That That is becoming a bucket list of saying, you know what, and as much as we like that area and the racetrack, 
um, I have a feeling uh, 2024 I might find myself out there for, for the Indy race. That's uh, that's a good call. I, we've talked about it in the past yeah. since we've been to the NASCAR races out there, but uh, IndyCar, I think they would put on one one heck of a show there. The only thing I wonder with it being shorter like that, I remember Milwaukee, uh, so I, I just fear that Iowa would be the same way. Well, yeah, I remember Matt Milwaukee, man. That was good stuff. And uh, um, I think at Iowa, you know, um, I think it'd be interesting. They would be booking around there. It's amazing how fast they go. I think they'd cruise around Iowa pretty fast. But uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I agree. Hopefully, uh, we'll do that at some point. Maybe we'll go chase tornadoes over there, too. LA man, and um, really some really strong stuff going on over there, so. Hopefully uh, that's not a sign of things to come this spring because it seems like every six years they have big outbreaks and this is the sixth year again. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to everyone dealing with that because there were some monster uh, tornadoes lately over the last few weeks. There's people, yeah. Say a prayer for the people. I mean, these, these tornadoes come up in the middle of the night and just destroy towns, man, and they take everything. First. And yeah, so it's been it's been a bad year. So, yep, yeah, it's the absolute worst there for sure. Um, well, yeah, that IndyCar race at Texas was awesome the next day, but then the Xfinity and Cup Series goes to Richmond. Uh, in Stage One, Sammy Smith, who dominated, and Nemechek stay out at the competition caution. Uh, they are the only ones who stay out, and they get eaten up quickly. Yep, and they ended up being a lap down, you know, at the end and uh, at the end of the stage, and it came down to Sammy Smith or Nemechek who was going to lead. One gets the lucky dog, and the other one doesn't. Nemechek, uh, fortunately, got that. Hey, uh, how about Derek Krause? You know, he started eleventh, and he held his own. Man, he was he was rocking along. Remember, this was a dash for cash race, also, and. Uh, um, you know, here we go again. No practice, no, you know, no practice, no qualifying. But, uh, um, yeah, that strategy between Smith and uh, Nemechek was very interesting as that race went on. Oh, very interesting. Uh, Chandler Smith would go on to win the stage over Herbst, Jones, Barry, Custer, Elgire, Hemrick, Creed, Sieg, and Mayer. Both Sammy Smith and Nemechek would go a lap down. Nemechek would get the lucky dog, though. Yeah, Mayer would get. He had too long of a pit, and he got he got caught a lap down in there too. And then yeah, Ryan C got her for too many guys over the wall. So yeah, the penalties were were firing away on the first stage. Yeah, when they came back, it was like Mayer went a lap down under pit stops. I it was <laughs> I was like what? I don't know what they got into, but they said it was too long of a pit, and he was a lap down, just like. But they never showed why or what the reason was. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what the deal nope. was there. Um, Barry would win stage two over Jones, Herps, Chandler Smith, Custer, Grala, Nemechek, Kligerman, Algeyer, and Creed. You know, at five to go in that stage, Alfredo had damage. He was he's he had twenty he was going at like twenty percent of the speed and there was no caution. And you're just seeing this guy in the back stretch like, holy smokes, you know what what do you do in NASCAR? Now are you afraid to throw the throw the caution flight because of recent weeks of demise of the caution flies that we had so i was surprised there was no caution there you know so it was a fast-paced race there was only 18 cars on the lead lap uh, after stage two yeah uh speaking of off the pace clements goes off the pace and makes it to pit road but he stops on pit road a caution uh would come out for that l guy or just pit on a separate strategy which hurt him you know i L. L. Geyer, and once again, he started on the pole, and that was that was my pick. You know, everybody feels sorry for me this week because it was just bad luck city. He just like, I don't know if he had a bag of rocks in the in the trunk or whatever, but he was just putrid. I think the first stage he went from the pole setting, he went all the way back to ninth, and he just he just stunk all day. Um, he got it better at the end of the race for the short run, but the long run still was his demise. Yeah, and of course, now he had a battle of his way back, uh, being a, a lap down because of the pit stop strategy there, unfortunately. Just seems like he's had horrible luck to start the season. 
Yeah, well, he, every year it seems like they start out slow, and then as the year goes on, they pick up pick up speed. Yeah, that Clements that that uh, uh, stalled on pit road that that just absolutely turned this race 180 degrees, man. It just turned it right on over. That's that changed the end of this race. Yeah, uh, Jones runs a little high in the corner and makes contact with Herbs. They both spin out. <laughs> Yep, so Brandon Jones, once again, man, he's had the bad luck this year. Hey, Riley Herbst, uh, it's starting to see him uh, mature a little bit. He's uh, looks like he's uh, picking it up just a little bit more. We always need more Fords up front there, buddy, so always looking forward to that. I wanted to talk about those two because we talked about Jones, you know, having bad luck, and I think I made a comment about sometimes I feel like he creates his own luck where – he just, at some point during the race, it just seems like he's going to struggle. Even if he dominates, something's going to happen. I don't know. I, I just feel like the start of season has been awful. Just <laughs> awful. Yeah, and, awful. Uh, I think you're right on Herbst. He is coming around a little bit. Yes. You know, and in, in that wreck also, the, the double zero, you know, so he's another one that's got the, the worst luck also. So underperforming team, so. Um, all in all, Richmond wasn't a bad, bad race. There was still 11 to go after when Moffat, uh, got turned by, uh, by Ryan Ellis there at the end, getting towards the end. And then finally, Sammy Smith finally gets his lap back with, with seven to go, or what was it? 11 to go, you know, just between him and Nemechek, Nemechek was your pick just by having that Nemechek went all the way from the end and got up there and Nemechek would have won that race if, uh, Clemens went to stalled, and it gave uh, it gave a better chance for um, Chandler Smith. But uh, <clears throat> that, uh, yeah, that pit when that car stalled on that pit stop, man, that turned that race all around. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, Moffitt goes a- around after contact. They didn't show much of that one, and then Chandler Smith he gets his first Xfinity Series win. He's been running awesome. Over Nemechek, Barry, Gralla, Custer, Creed, Sieg, Kligerman, Hill, and Krause gets a tenth. So awesome for Derek Krause. So yep. happy for him. I get. I can't wait to see him back in this car. Uh, and how about this? Elgeyer finishes thirteenth. He wins the dash for cash. So by finishing thirteenth, he wins it. Uh, incredible there. Uh, before you give your thoughts, Mark Chandler Smith, Nemechek, Josh Berry. And Justin Allgaier will be the dash for cash cars at Martinsville in just over a week. Yep, for sure. When we had those restarts, they were wondering who should start on the top or the bottom. And at one time, Nemechek took the bottom and uh, Chandler took the top. And he stayed along his side. And everybody knows the outside groove is the way to get around. Well, then when the next one, the next uh, restart, then they realized that the outside groove was going to work. And it worked for Chandler Smith. He's just, we talked about Brandon Jones started the season being awful. Chandler Smith has been the exact opposite. He's been uh, outperforming expectations early. He sure has, man. So, um, yep, he'll be fighting for the championship at the end. Yep, I agree. Uh, The Cup Series, also at Richmond the next day. Uh, Stenthouse was doing so great, but he had a leak and has to go to the garage. Uh, during that whole situation, Hamlin would get his first speeding penalty. Yeah, along with uh, Blaney, too. He got busted also. So, yeah, if there's one guy that always tries to push the limits, it's Hamlin. He seems like he's always getting pinched. Oh, by the way, that was my pick also on Sunday. You know, it's funny because you were bringing up speeding penalties, and I made the comment saying, you know, it's amazing that I haven't heard Hamlin's name out there because he's good for a few usually. And and sure enough, the week that you pick him, he, he picks up a few of them. <laughs> so then that's fine, and then we get going, you know, and they got that old hel- helmet cam, you know, and all of a sudden he stuck his nose he stuck his nose in a place down the front stretch, you know, and just like, there's no room there, buddy. There's no room. So he just decides to come up behind J.J. Haley, and he just decides to snowplow it. Mike Joyce says, you saw it. You saw it. You know, just like, oh, oh boy, you could definitely tell Hamlin just like, just took him out. There was some uh, um, interesting comments from J.J. Haley this week as uh, what he thought about that whole deal. Yeah. 
Um, it was interesting on the radio at the time, too. So Hamlin went on his podcast and said, obviously, why would he wreck J.J. Yaley for 30th place? So he, he's claiming it's not on purpose. Um, maybe that has to do something with the uh, penalty he just received. But uh, I tend to believe him when he said it probably was a miscalculation. He said he miscalculated. You know, there's another thing that where you just question because Denny Hamlin, like I said, I've, I've been loving his podcast and he's been so great on it. And I'm starting to come around on him a little bit, but there's just instances, like I've said many times, where it's just like, what were you doing? And this was the first incident of the season that I've really noticed that. But he was very honest on, on his podcast and said it was it was his fault. Yeah, well, it, it definitely showed it on, on the helmet, Cam. Yeah, he definitely plowed him. And uh, boy, the, the ascent on that 15 car, she sure crumpled up. And they talked about, you know, how the vehicle is supposed to crush up a little bit better for the safety of the drivers for rear impact. And yeah, it definitely, it definitely trashes the rear end, but Hey, all of a sudden they come back and they look at the 15 car. I don't know if some big guy got up on the trunk or whatever and squashed it down or whatever, but the car still had shape to it, you know, after being all crumpled up. I mean, the outside fenders were flared a little bit, but at least the rear end and that, that little itty bitty two inch spoiler on the back, it looked pretty much normal. I mean, it looked like it was still drivable for after taking a hit like that. Yeah, it looked uh, not too bad for sure. Um, what did so on the radio? Yaley's team was saying, Let's get this thing fixed up, and then you go get them. And Yaley says, Why don't we just focus on fixing this thing? But then he got out of the race car and he had some different comments. Uh, tell us what he what he said there. What did he say? Something about uh, uh, what goes around comes around, something along those lines. I think it was like uh, race car drivers will remember. He said, There'll be yes. some time down the road. Um, he took the high road. That's what it was, and you know. Um, but yeah, you were you were texting me saying there's shark in the water. There's <laughs> there's a shark in the water. And we've seen sharks in the water where all of a sudden two three hundred laps down the road. Oh, oops. Yeah, but uh, JJ took the high road, and I um, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, I'm looking up the uh, quote here. Um, I I think he said from a guy who's been preaching respect. Oh yeah. The, uh, the last few weeks. Um, yeah, here it is. I don't know if there could have been anything from a guy who's been preaching respect for the last couple of weeks. Seemed really silly on lap 32. Yeah. But he stuck his nose in there and just like, there's no room there. Finally, Denny just backed out, went over to the back end and just booted him. Yeah, for somebody that's chirping like that. But, uh, well, he called himself out too on his podcast. Yep. Yep. He did. Um, so hopefully they, they figure that out. But uh, Byron would go on and win the stage over Larson, Chastain, Harvick, Logano, Reddick, Bowman, Bell, uh, Kozlowski, and Briscoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, nothing new there. 24-5, Byron, Larson. Lately, it just seems like those uh, Hendrick cars are always up front. Chastain, he seems to be hanging always in the top five, too. Uh, every race we go to, it just seems like those three years you're seeing them up front. Uh, Blaney would get into Byer, uh, excuse me, Barry who spins. So Josh Barry would go for a spin, and then Larson and Suarez make contact on pit road, and that was a decent shot for those two. Yeah, Blaney had all kinds of bad luck. You know, first he got he got that, then he went in went in the penalty, and then the the wrench didn't come out, and two pit guys. The, the second one took a dive at it, and. You could see these guys rolling around on the concrete. I mean, he took a shot at it, tried to flip it out, but Blaney got busted for that too. So that team has been having a lot of bad luck with bad crew members, man. Blaney's uh, not been sharp this, this spring, man, for a fast car. Yep, yep. Um, Hamlin came a long way, and he had a fast car. He would go on and win the second stage. Over Bell, Byron, Truex, Chastain, Brad, Bowman, Larson, Harvick, and Gibbs. I tell you what, uh, Hamlin and Truex were looking pretty good there, and those have been uh, two guys who uh, have been struggling a little bit. Yeah, Bell was, uh, he had the long range car, man. Uh, the 20 car, the longer it ran, um, seemed like um, it was coming around. And then Byron with the long run. Just seemed like he was just fading a little bit at the end. But, yeah, Truex was there, man. He was a player there after stage two. 
Yep. Uh, Gregson gets loose and nails the wall. Uh, just before that, Hamlin had a rough pit stop. Yeah, they they talked about uh, Keselowski and the, the transmission was popping out. And I had to stop and think about this one. Like, hey, back in the day with the H pattern, you know, the shifter pattern, you just grab a bungee cord and you just – but you can't do that with this transmission. So either, like, if you're in fourth gear, well, guess what? If it keeps slipping out of there, you're going to either have to drive in third or you're going to have to drive in fifth one way or another. But that's the first time we've heard – transmission problems out of this new car after all them road courses and all them shifting it's kind of a strange that it got uh that it came out here yeah you know uh they talked about that on the broadcast soon had me thinking because we always talked about that when i was in like high school middle school even at that young how sometimes that transmission issue would come up and they would talk about bungee cording it in place and that was the most amazing thing to me uh, but with this uh, shifting pattern, like you said, you you cannot do that. I had to sit and think about that. Just like, okay, if if it's going out of gear, what are you going to do? If if it keeps slipping out of that gear, you, you you it just ends up eliminating that gear. I don't know if there's a ring in there that holds that's supposed to hold that in place, and it just wore out or whatever. But I'm sure they'll tear that apart and figure it out. Wasn't it uh, Clint that said? Uh, Every car race car he's ever gotten into had a bungee cord hanging there, and he goes, "What the hell is that for?" <laughs> yeah, it's not 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 no more, man. You can't use that no more. Unless if you want to hold her in fifth gear, but that's not gonna. Maybe Talladega, that's about the only place you maybe be able to pull that off. Yeah, but then restarts, you have to undo it, and I don't know. Oh, oh god! <laughs> and yeah, you know, all you need is one little part or piece to be broke off, swimming around that transmission, it catches just right in the gearing, and. Well done, but hey, I'll give them kudos to the transmissions on these cars, man. They're tough. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Reddick spins after getting loose underneath Harvick. Barry McDowell and Gillen did not pit yet, so they would benefit greatly from that. And then there's Hamlin's second speeding penalty of the day, and you knew he wasn't going to come back through the field because there was not too many laps left. He was done, and he just like he didn't, he came out 20th. He stayed in 20th. He just was just like, man, you just ruined the day. You know, after after stage two, I sent you a, 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 a checkered flag with Hamlin on it. You know, I was confident, like, that car was stout. And he just he just blew it away, man. Just gone. Got busted, and his day was done. You had the first pick in Cup, and Hamlin would have been my first choice as well. So I was watching. I was like, yep, here he comes. Here he comes. But uh bad day on on uh pit road for him he's he you know what he talked about you what you and i talked about on his podcast about that curve um and how the lines are set and he said that does play a huge factor in it yeah so and then you know later in the race once when bell got into the 24 byron and it was just kind of an angle it was a restart what was it four wide in there and and byron i guess he got right on the radio like who wrecked me and it was just a, a short track deal. Um, Bell did kind of overdrive it going into the corner, but, you know, it was at the end of the race, man, going for it. And, yeah, Byron got the worst end of the deal there and backed it into the fence. Bell initially said that Chastain does what Chastain does and didn't leave enough room, but after Bell watched it, he went on social media and said, I guess it was my fault. There was enough room there. So uh, there was some anxious interviews happening with Bell, and then Chastain got word of it from someone who was interviewing him. So uh, that was an interesting topic there. But they were four wide through there, man. It's the end of the race, and little contact will do that, man. So that's racing. That's a racing deal. That wasn't on purpose. It just happened. Yeah. I think the frustrating thing for Byron uh, well, I think the thing is it's maybe not as frustrating because you have those couple of wins in your pocket, but uh, the thing that is frustrating is you may you probably would have won the race without that incident. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's, uh, that's the way it goes, that short track racing. That is the yep. best. Yep. Well, Joey Logano, that's short, or, uh, yeah, that's short track racing. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> Hamlin mocks him. I always think of that when you say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Larson would go on and win the race over Barry, Chastain, Bell, Harvick, McDowell, Logano, Bowman, Gibbs, and Keselowski. I tell you what, you look at Barry there in second, and everyone's talking about him. 
uh, good finish uh, for Barry there, catching a, a lot of eyes there. And how about Gibbs in ninth? He has a little bit of a streak with top tens now, two or three of them in a row. Yeah, he's coming around. You know, you know the talents there, man. Coming up, just give him some time, and he's going to be a front runner all the time. Hey, uh, how about uh, Larson's paint job? Uh, Mike Joy even got choked up with Ricky Hendricks' uh, paint job on that five car, and he got all choked up about that. He got emotional. So, um, yeah, and then the thirty-four. You know, all of a sudden he popped a, a top top six too, and uh, he does. Uh, does rather well, uh, even on the short tracks. Otherwise, everybody else is pretty much legit. See that Keselowski got a top 10 out of it. But uh, not bad. No practice, once again. No qualifying. They just throw him out on the racetrack, and that was that was Richmond. I think uh, Barry's been doing a heck of a job in that nine car, uh, finishing second, obviously. A lot of people are talking about him. I wonder, though, because without that strategy, he was running, what, 15th to 20th kind of all day? Which is good. I mean, being newer in that vehicle, it's awesome. Uh, he's a yeah. heck of a talent. Deserves to be in the Cup Series for sure. But I just wonder if, you know, without that strategy, I think people kind of forget that he was 15th to 20th all day, which is good in his circumstances. Um, but I think people are, are really talking about it, and I kind of just wonder if people are forgetting the circumstance that kind of got him that second place. But, you know, at the end of the year, all you do is look at the finishes and you see him there, and, that, you know, that's going to open doors, man. He's going to, you know, oh, sure. you know, somewhere, somehow, he's going to, he's going to, he's got the talent to be in the Cup Series. So, you know, he's always been short tracking and was happy with that. But as he's moved up, I mean, you can see the talent with him. He'll have a cup ride next year. I'm oh, sure he should. He should. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt He's... about it. But I just want to throw that in there that, you know, there was a circumstance that helped him get to that second that I feel like hasn't been talked about a whole lot. But um, he's been doing awesome and deserves to be in the cup series for sure. Yep. So, you know, he didn't get in the first week, you know, learn the car. And each week it's just performing better and better. And, yeah, he, he got a second place there, man. <laughs> Good run for him. And you know, you look at Bowman there, he's just top ten, top tening the um field to death there. You know, you're talking about the point leader, um, no wins yet, but just top ten after top ten after top ten. Yeah, that's what you gotta be, is consistent. Hey, just like Majeski, he's got the most points in the truck series. Yeah. I saw that. And uh by three points. So he's performing, but man, he he needs some he needs some championship stuff. Hey, I saw today that Ty got a new sponsor that Soda Sense, and you know, and that uh, Luke Fenhouse um, has that. Never really paid attention. You know what? We might have to figure out what Soda Sense is all about and and uh, check it out. Yeah, it's like those uh, soda machines that you can buy and in, in, uh, make your own soda at home instead of uh, buying it. So it's like you get the CO two and in all of that. Uh, Luke's been sponsored for them. They're out of Seymour. Uh, which is a great connection for Ty Majeski being out of Seymour. So that's uh, pretty cool. Well, that's uh, – see, I'm learning more about this this company already. So, uh, hey, what the heck, I'm uh, I'm going to do some investigating and uh, uh, give the, the old sponsor a little uh, – give him some business there. I'll, I'll find yeah. out what that's all about. I, um, I actually, with them being a big supporter of short track racing in general, um, I um, – have thought about getting um, some as well and, and doing that whole deal and supporting a company that's going to support racing. And that was before they hooked up with Ty there. They were with Luke uh, for quite a while. So um, yeah, pretty cool uh, sponsor announcement that a Wisconsin company gets with the Wisconsin uh, two Wisconsin drivers. I, I don't know if they're still with Luke at the super late level or not, but obviously they're with Ty now. So they sponsored two Wisconsin um drivers here now and uh should be supported because that's pretty cool and for the life of me i always said that ty should have some kind of wisconsin sponsor road ranger does have a few uh they've been good to him and and we want to support them but they're kind of far away from us but uh cool that a wisconsin company is going to be on his truck i for the life of me i can't figure out why like uh you know menards with four sport isn't on there or something else uh with wisconsin so i think that's pretty cool as long as Ty is getting top fives all the time, uh, the sponsorship seems to be co co kind of tilted his way a little bit. Remember, a few years he couldn't find a sponsor, and 
all of a sudden now there's he's getting on board a little bit here, a little bit there. Hey man, it helps out that ride for him. So uh, good for him. Yep, absolutely, one hundred percent there. Um, well, let's get into our picks here. We'll Why? start with the. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got thumped this week. You know, Eckes piling it all in, you know, running top three, piled it up on the last corner, and he was done. Then I got Denny Hamlin acting like a dummy to, you know, one 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 uh um just you know, penalty is at the beginning, it, it hurts, but that second one that was that was just totally disgusting and uh, <laughs> just a Total around bad bad week. You know, all guy he didn't show me nothing. And that's that's a big that's a big swing driver, man. I got nothing out of him. He might have walked away with a hundred thousand dollars, but I didn't get nothing out of it. Well, that's the thing I was thinking of. You know, I lost with Kyle Bush finishing second in the trucks uh two weeks ago, and I thought, man, when you pick Kyle Bush, you just gotta take advantage of it. And so similar to you saying that about Hamlin, I was thinking about that. And in Allgaier, uh, I lost out with him a few weeks ago too. So um, there's been is, some yeah, interesting yeah. finishes. But you, what's amazing is what, what we're picking, we, we're damn well right up front, man. We're battling each other. I mean, it's like they're, they're, we're, the ones we're picking, they're not in the middle of the pack. They're all up there and they're fighting and um, top fives and, so it's amazing how close we are picking. We are picking quality guys. Absolutely. And with that rule in effect where you can only take a guy three times, uh, that factors into it too. So there's some times where you could run out of drivers, um, but we've been doing a pretty good job of, of running up front there. Um, before you get into your pick for the truck series, though, I want to mention that Ben Rhodes is the defending winner. You know, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a teammate of his this week. Um, they got the, uh, the 66 over at Thor cranked up again. They're going to put Joey Logano in there and, uh, Hey, why not? He, he showed me a lot of things on dirt. And, uh, so there's a, there's Joey Logano. See if we can beat that. Yeah. I debated, uh, between a, a few guys there, uh, Briscoe's coming down to run it. Um, who else is, uh, running it here? There's, um, a few guys coming down. Uh, Briscoe, uh, Tyler Carpenter, who is a, a dirt uh, late model driver. Um, is Davenport in that one? Uh, Davenport is, is in this one as well. He's a, uh, he's a the, late, uh, world of yeah, outlaw superstar. Yeah, he's in the seven spire truck. So there are some guys to pick from, but I'm going to go with William Byron, who is going to be in the Kyle Busch Motorsports 51. Mm -hmm. Well, why not do it? Why not? That's a good pick. Yep. Good combination, fast vehicle, and Byron is one of the hottest guys uh, racing these days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So. Um, the Cup Series, uh, before you pick here, Mark, um, the defending winner is Kyle Busch. Remember, Tyler Reddick looked like he was going to get his first career Cup Series win but Briscoe dove it in there and they got together and spun and Kyle Busch won that race. And if Kyle Busch doesn't win that race, he doesn't make the playoffs. So that was a big race in the season. That was, yep, for sure. Yeah, I remember the ending of that. I saw that today. And uh, so it was good stuff. Um, hey, so I, I get to pick first again. And, you know, once when you're thinking about dirt, dirt racing, and I know he's had bad luck there, you know, he doesn't get the best finishes or anything, but hey, man, if it's on dirt, you got to take Kyle Larson. Um, that's that's my man. I'm going to throw him out there and maybe see if he can turn his luck around. He they, they raced there two years, and then the results really haven't been there. But you know how Kyle is on the dirt. Yeah, similar to Bell. Uh, you know, you think dirt guy has not gotten the results either. Um, I'm sure it's coming though, and so you uh, have Larson going back to back there. Uh, good pick on dirt. You know, Davenport's in the um, Colleague Racing 13 uh, for this race, too. So there is a dirt ringer in the cup race there. I am going to go. I thought about a few guys. I thought about Bell, Davenport. You know, Joey Logano has one there. Austin Dillon's a dirt guy. Bell. Uh, but I am going to go with Chase Briscoe. Uh, he 
he almost won it last year, got together with Tyler Reddick, had the better car there at the end. I think Chase Briscoe is going to come home with the win. Yep, so that's a good pick at Bristol. Yeah, he's got good results. Uh, another guy I was thinking about was Reddick too, but I, I, can't, yeah. I, can't, let Kyle, I can't let Kyle Larson slide having a first pick. So that'll be a good battle, man. Uh, uh, disturbing weather that I've seen. You know, I looked this afternoon and said, oh, boy, I got to look at the Bristol weather. And, man, they're going to get a – they're supposed to get a half an inch of rain starting tomorrow and then on Friday. What is it? Friday, yep. And then, and then Saturday it's supposed to rain all day and then it ain't supposed to clear up till probably after dark Saturday. And Sunday is supposed to be nice, but I don't know if they don't have the track pack, man. They're going to be struggling with a lot of wet conditions down there this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Looks like both the trucks and the Cup Series have practices scheduled on Friday, which don't look great. Um, both races at night, truck's supposed to be Saturday night, uh, Easter this Sunday, uh, the cup series race on, uh, Fox, the truck is on, uh, FS1 there. Um, what do you, what do you think about, uh, the cup cars racing on Easter weekend? That was always a, an off weekend in the past. And I, I think the drivers aren't a huge fan of it, but they understand it. Yeah. And then put it on primetime, do it. <laughs> Why not? There you go. Kids are, everybody just had their big supper sitting around all of a sudden. Hey, turn, what's on Fox Day? Hey, what is this? <laughs> hey, let's check this out. And maybe, maybe you might gain a fan or two, you know, so on, it, I would think Easter's like a family night, you know, so um, yeah, I'm all for it. Maybe the drivers don't like it anything, but you have prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Can't pass that up, man. Might gain, a, the, gain a fan here or there. And on the major network, Fox. So that's that's yeah. key there too. Yep, no cartoons on Sunday night, man. You know, Bob's burgers and all that stuff. We're gonna we're gonna get really serious with some dirt racing. Hopefully they'll have the track dry enough or packed down enough that they can make it go. The weather after that down there, even if uh, the trucks can't run. They can run on Monday or run late on Sunday. So be flexible, man. That's the way we're going to have to do it again this weekend. Man, there's been a lot of practice and qualifying has been wiped out this year. So um, hopefully we can change the weather pattern. Uh, full moon tomorrow night, man. Right? Well, it's <laughs> after after tonight, it's full moon. And, hey, that changes weather patterns. And maybe we'll get uh, straightened out here and dry up and go racing. Hey, I like the sound of that for sure. Yeah, there. Yep. So, so get through Easter weekend, man, and then uh, local racing is going to start opening their doors, man, here or there. So it's time to get excited. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, speaking of local racing, uh, we're going to have Andy Monday on at the end of the month there to talk about uh, his upcoming season and maybe a little bit of the last few seasons from him. So we got some things in the Harper happening here. I'd like to have. Uh, tie back on next week we'll see if the, we can work that out uh also would like to have uh you know the the icebreakers coming up would like to have Bri brandon reichenberger on here soon talking about midwest truck series racing so uh few few people that we need to figure out here it's coming quick you I mean you're talking the icebreaker is a week from sunday correct or or yep, yeah yep. sunday at 16th yep down there so, so. Uh, crazy it's gonna be a packed house. You get to you, you put some 70s out there on a nice spring, nice warm day, man. Looking forward to that, man. Well, everybody have a blast. Let's pack the house, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, crazy how fast it came this year again. Uh, but glad it's here, and and then we'll get off and run in here in, in May, which is just around the corner, which is so strange with the amount of snow that we've gotten recently in moisture, but uh, it is here and uh. We'll have some exciting guests on here in the near future. Yep, it starts up, and then as the season gets going, and all of a sudden, you better enjoy it because before you know it, we're sitting in lacrosse at Oktoberfest. It goes fast, man. But uh, that's the summer around here, and you got to make it go when you, when you can get her done. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Support your well, local racetrack. No doubt. Uh, well, Mark, uh, thanks for joining me. Happy Easter to you and your family. Happy Easter to everyone uh, out there. Hope you have a, a safe and, and happy holiday weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy some racing or whatever you like doing. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, man, we'll see you later. See ya.
This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.